<laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to, to another episode of the Manic Movie Misfits podcast. I am 50% of this podcast, John Phillips. And I'm the other 50%, Brett Michaels. Hello, Brett. Nice to nice to meet you. I'm glad. I didn't know my, my co-host was Brett. But. Yeah, I'm famous singer of Poison and uh, host of Rock of Love, uh, the greatest reality TV show to hit VH1. Did you uh, have these on the set? You we did. I was no. going to do this for this episode I, and the last episode, but I forgot, so. Yeah. There you go. Now you're, you're getting them in. Yep. In actuality, I am Trevor. I'm the other half. Uh, you're Val Kilmer from Heat. Yeah. You, you just, you've just decided to grow out the beard a little more. But other than that, you're Val Kilmer from Heat, and you don't yeah. have the ponytail. I don't. I can put it up in a ponytail, but I don't have a yeah. hairband. Yeah. Maybe you need to start talking like Val Kilmer from Heat, too. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Do you have a okay? Do you have a crippling gambling addiction? Not yet. I have yet to go to Vegas. Okay. Yeah, Why, you I don't. Mean, you don't. You don't um, attack your wife because you don't have a wife. I don't have a wife. So that's that's a good start. <laughs> good start. Okay. So that's that's. You're not you're not Val Kilmer from Heat, which is good. We don't want that to happen. But yeah. Although for views, maybe, but yeah, and listens. So I'm I'm not saying you should be Val Kilmer from Heat. I'm just saying you you should be Val Kilmer from Heat so we can get views and money. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So find a wife. Actually, you know what? We <laughs> never mind. We're not going to go down that road. We're not going to go down that road. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> hey, excuse me. We're not going to go down that road. No, we're not. We, uh, we are going to go down the road. The only Mission road that Impossible. I've ever known. TJ, I just had a perfect transition and you ruined it. You don't like my Green Day references? Not when I'm in the middle of a perfect transition. Okay, fair enough. And then, but i i appreciate your I appreciate your contributions on this podcast. Just at that moment, I was about to have the the most fire transition. But all right, it's okay. Fair enough. It's okay. I we love all the references on this podcast, so it's okay. It's oh, all yeah. good. But as I was saying, we are going to go down the road of discussing Mission Impossible Fall or. I said that this has happened twice. It has. Mission Impossible. I did it on the last podcast. Dead Reckoning Part One. Mm, We're gonna discuss that in a spoiler-free and spoiler-filled fashion, and then we are going to rank the seven Mission Impossible movies. And I don't think there's gonna be a ton of arguing because TJ and I, I believe, have similar opinions on those on these movies. But it should, might get interesting. So yeah. we'll see. I managed to rewatch all of them. TJ, we just rewatched the fifth one. Yeah, and you have a pretty good memory. You do have a brain, so that I helps. Do. That's that's a start. So you'll you have a decent memory, so you can remember what you can from those, and we'll rank them, and um, we'll have a good time. Yeah, let's do it. So, TJ, I I will open up this discussion by saying, what is something that stood out to you with Mission Impossible Seven? And we can go from there. That it's a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's a good movie. That is yeah. that is facts. That yeah. is facts. Yes. Um I mean it's it, it's an overall good Mission Impossible movie. You can't go wrong. Um I mean Christopher McQuarrie and Tom Cruise, they've they've nailed down what it means to be a good Mission Impossible movie. They have it down to a science. They really do. Pretty much at this point. Um and like I th- I think it's a good addition to uh, their their little lineup of, because this would be their third, so their their mini trilogy of new movies mm-hmm. uh, together. So I, I I think it's a it's a good addition. Is it the best one of their of their work? I don't 
per- I don't think so. I would um, agree. Not obviously, we're not trying to spoil the oh, rankings, no, but no, but um, but I would agree. Yeah, um, I th- but I think it's a it's a damn good movie. I I mean, seeing it in the theaters, I mean, it's I think it's an essential. If you're go- if you're gonna oh, watch yeah. it, watch it now. Don't hold out. Um, and kind of joining our our discussion about superhero movies and superhero fatigue from last podcast episode. Mm, yeah. These are the these are kind of movies. The Mission Impossible's and stuff are awesome because oh, yeah. they have that franchise quality and that mm-hmm. big box office quality, but they aren't superhero movies. And to see them see Mission Impossible still being prominent, making all this money and and rivaling the money that the Marvel movies make is great. Oh yeah. I uh I mean Mission Impossible has always been something that's like it's always an event. Um Definitely. I mean I remember when Fallout was coming out and it was a, it was a whole thing. I mean Fallout was a just a I feel like it was like the biggest movie. As I believe of, it made the most money. I don't, yeah, as of, as of now, it's it's the biggest earner. But I mean, like I feel like in the last few years, like in terms of like last three or four Mission Impossible's, it's definitely like hit the hardest in terms of pop culture relevancy. Um, and it's not just because like Henry Cavill's in it and Henry Cavill's a huge star and stuff like that. But I feel like it was just like it nailed down what like it meant to be to be like a late two thousands action movie. Yeah, so good. Um, and I think like it was, this was like the next logical step from there. Right. And it was, it was really good in a lot of ways. Yeah. The, um, and again, we'll, we can save a lot of this for Later. the rankings, but yeah. it's, there's, there's things in that one that to me, this, this movie does not do. And yeah, I guess I, I guess I don't want to go right into the negatives, but I have a perfect opportunity to, so we're going to do yeah. that. Might as well. One of my problems with this movie that was showing in Fallout but didn't quite get there was was the large cast, having such a large cast. Mm. And with Mm -hmm. this one, when you add Haley Atwell and Palm Clementoff Clementoff and a few others, and then also giving the characters that you introduced in Fallout bigger roles, what ends up happening is you're... All these different, the all these different characters are grabbing for screen time, and mm-hmm. actors are grabbing for screen time. And when that happens, you lose a a personal touch. Yeah. That to me made some of the Mission Impossible movies before so great. Well, yeah, yeah I mean, like, I mean, all, all the other ones before this. I mean, it's it's a group of four people. That's it. And I mean, Fallout Fallout's pretty still pretty balanced. I mean, it's it's four for most of the movie, I'd say. And then I think. Do they add a fifth person at the end for Fallout? I, I guess there's five because it'd be at this. Well, I guess because it'd be Henry Cavill, um, Simon Pegg, Ving, uh, Ving Ramis, and then Rebecca Ferguson. But people interweave and stuff like that. So right, they're not they're it's, not it's, like throughout the beginning. They're not like what a, a large chunk of the this Dead Reckoning cast was, which was from beginning to end. Like they were yeah. in that group. Specifically, Cavill and yeah, I think Cavill kind of drops off, like leaves well, yeah. at points. Well, I mean, it's um, it still keeps for a group of four the entire movie, but the thing is, like it it ebbs and flows like with villains and like uh, Rebecca Ferguson and stuff like that. Yeah. So like it it it's constantly changing and evolving, but it's still keeping that tight group. And I think that's a good thing about the movie, in my opinion. For which one are we talking about? Uh, for Fallout, right, right. Where it's like I think it's it's still tight, but also it's like it's 
it keeps you engaged and it's like it's it's like okay this makes sense because we gotta have a group of four because that's mission impossible trope at this point it's always a group of four people you Mm -hmm. gotta do it dead reckoning has a lot of damn people in it (laughs) it's it's a lot yeah it does and it's and because of that it it gets awkward at points because as i was saying when you have these yeah. characters grab trying to grab screen time and make up for screen time that's missed because you have more characters in a scene. It gets I don't know if you notice this, but there were at least in my opinion, there were points where characters would be saying like a, a lengthy chunk of dialogue that didn't that kind of ruined actually the momentum that I thought that the film mm. had. Yeah, because they weren't speaking at an earlier moment and they, it felt like they were almost making up for it in a sense. And yeah. I noticed that a few times and. That kind of, especially after watching, like you were talking about Fallout or what we yeah. just watched, Rogue Nation, it mo- yeah. it hums so well. Yeah, well, I mean, like I think that is something intrinsically different about Dead Reckoning. It, it has a very different pacing. It's um, the way it moves and it flows is like it, it still has its like punchy Mission Impossible nature, but like it's a it's a little more talky than some of the other ones are. Yes. Where, I mean, like, um, I, I always remember, like, uh, Fallout and, the, and, like, Rogue Nation. Is, I mean, like, most of them always being, like, really punchy. I mean, like, I mean, we paused Rogue Nation, like, 80 minutes in. It did not feel like 80 minutes. Nope. No. Nope. Um, the first 80 minutes of that movie are, like, what most, like, movies are in general. Mm-hmm. And, but, like, that's, that's a testament to how, like, quick moving and, like, how just, like, how good the pacing of the movie is yeah where with dead reckoning it really takes its time in some ways like it's some parts of it are just really long uh not in a bad way but like it's just like it's a lot and you're just like all right i get it we can move on we don't have to explain the same point five times yeah like i uh, i get ai okay we don't have to talk talk about this for another two minutes Mm -hmm. i don't know that was that's another I don't find the AI thing to be that interesting. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up, TJ. That's that's a good point to have because we just came off of debatably debatably the best villain in the Mission Impossible franchise. People kind of talk going back before back and forth between Philip Seymour Hoffman mm-hmm. and Solomon Lane as uh, Sean Harris as yeah. the best villains. I think I can't. Gosh, we keep there's so many thoughts I want to talk about, but it would be yeah. really good for the. For the I, rankings, I at guess, this point, let's just whatever. Yeah, okay. I think Philip Seymour Hoffman has a better is a better as a better performer. Clearly, he's oh, like yeah. one of the best character actors of his. He's he's the best character actor of his generation, pretty much. Yeah, one of if not the best. Yeah. So as a performance, he's better, but as a written character, I think Sean Harris's character is better. Fair enough. Yeah, I I, I think that's a a good. Yeah, like, you would agree. I I think I like Philip Seymour Hoffman better. No, no, but I just in general. I mean, what do you? Do, so I'm but. I, I think in terms of, for me, I think I, I like, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman is number one. Um, I think he's the best villain in, in the series. Um, Performance, just overall. Overall. I, I really like Phil, Philip Seymour Hoffman. I think he's, uh, he's used really well in the movie, and I think he's just, like, even his right. I, I love his writing, and I think, like, he's so menacing. And, mm. and because, like, Philip Seymour Hoffman, not a, not a, not a, not a, not a menacing-looking man. Right, true. He's a... I mean, like, Sean Harris, he is a little more menacing looking. He... I love how he carries himself in the Mission Impossible oh, movies. Yeah. Well, that that scene with character. Simon Pegg in, in, in uh, the fifth one. 
Ooh. Where that you genuinely are, and and the scene before, like a couple scenes before when he's talking to uh, Rebecca Ferguson's character. Yeah. And, and he has like his hand like on yeah. her face. And, and, and so any good. scene with Solomon Lane is pretty pretty good because I mean like, yeah. so I mean just like like you said the, the presence of his character is just like it's so, it's so like eerie yeah. almost because he, he the way he like talks and like it's very wistful and um stuff like that and it's it's how you actually do a, a character performance like that <laughs> take notes eddie redmayne um <laughs> if you don't know what i'm talking about watch jupiter ascending just to see how oh, no. awful eddie redmayne is in that movie anyway yeah <laughs> i that's one of the worst performances i've ever seen the last thing i'll say because we do want to get to more seven mission possible seven stuff yeah is for me the big the big problem with Philip Seymour Hoffman's character is I don't know what his motivation is in that entire film. That they is never true. explain that. Yeah, the the whole thing with the rabbit's foot is very Yeah. I I, I think they like they like briefly are like it's a nuclear thing and, and that's the entire thing. Yeah, that's it. Which I think is a, is a good thing and a bad thing cuz it keeps it like it's simple and it's like at that at one point it's just like it, it it's going to be a super like or it's, it's going to be a villain plot. We get it. Right. It's all the same. I mean, it, it it's all most of these movies are the same. Where it's like big bad villain wants nuclear thing to destroy something. Ooh, yeah. Um, and I think at one point J.J. Abrams was probably just like, yeah, we get it. Let's just like not mosey into this like a billion times. So let's just like make it easy, and let's just be like, it's the rabbit's foot. Boom, done. Yeah. But at the same time, it is kind of being like, oh. What is the rabbit's foot? <laughs> well, and why, why why he wants it? Why do you want it so bad? Yeah, yeah. I like I said, it's it's a blessing and a curse in some ways. Where, um, but like, yeah, I I love Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh yeah, I great. love that man so I mean, much. It's it really is him and Sean Harris and everyone else. Yeah, so far Cavill's pretty good, but like he, that's true. He I I don't think he has like the presence of everyone else. He and he kind to me I view him as more of a sidekick. Like a sidekick villain, because I mean, Sean yeah. Harris is kind of still the main villain as yeah. far as like at least the way I saw it in Fallout was. But no, no, no. Cavill's great. Anyway, back to Mission Impossible Seven. Yeah. The uh, another thing that I will say. Oh wait, what were you bringing? Oh, you're bringing up AI. That's right. Yes. So I totally agree with that. Yeah. What was nice about all the other and and. Let me be clear. I think the AI thing is smart from the standpoint mm-hmm. that's, you know, that's literally what we've been talking. The news has been all over the news for the yeah. last, like, year, basically. Yeah. So it's a perfect, it's a perfect opportunity to It's a good have idea. A good idea. Have a vil- villain, have an AI as a villain mm-hmm. because of the, how popular it is right now, how popular of a topic it is right now. However. Yes. However. That villain doesn't have a face. And when that villain doesn't have a face... A physical presence, to me, it lacks. And and you know why? And you know what? The filmmakers even knew that. Because they yeah. literally brought someone in to be the face of the AI. That guy, I don't know the actor's name. Oh, uh, I, don't, I don't know the actor's name, but Gabriel. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I feel like you have to have an actual physical villain in terms of, like, a henchman or something like that. But um, for me, it's just like... Uh, I don't know how to say this, but, like, for Mission Impossible, I feel like AI should not be the main villain of a movie. Yeah. I feel, feel like it should be a villain using AI. I don't... Th- I just think, like... 
I, I, I think the idea of AI being the villain is really goofy. I think it's actually really laughable <laughs> in a lot of ways. Um, <laughs> it was kind of funny how they had that one sound effect, like that sort of like chuckling, like static yeah. effect that they used whenever they would talk about AI or, yeah. or they, they whenever they would show like, whether any the, parts the of the eye AI. looking thing. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, like, I get the eye looking thing is um, is the, like the, the face of the, the what, 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 what's it called? The face of the AI. What's it oh, called? Oh, th- what what they call it? Yeah, yeah. I know. I know what you're talking. I about. can't remember what I it's can't called. Remember either. Um, but like, it's 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 almost like it's it's just like it's really. I feel like it was just like it was too big for almost Mission Impossible, where it's just like Tom Cruise is taking on technology. Okay. Yeah. Um. And I mean, like, I, I I like having AI as like villains. I mean, I I, I love Ex Machina. It's probably one of my favorite movies ever. Two thousand one: A Space Odyssey. Exactly. Like, I and I think like AI can be a villain, quote unquote, where it's like, it's it's not really being bad. It's mostly just being logical, like uh, in its own sense. But like in this one, it was just like, I, I I don't I don't even feel like I get the AI's thing. It's just like AI is evil. I'm like okay yeah um but speaking of villains i thought the 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 gabriel i thought he was he was decent i thought it was okay yeah i was like he got the job done yeah um i mean uh he's not yeah he doesn't really do much in the movie if we're being honest which uh is kind of sad because i think like given more time i thought he could have been very interesting yeah um but i think like in all honesty the most interesting villain is the side villain, aka Pom Clementov. <laughs> she is fantastic. She's in this great movie. in this movie. She's one of the, the uh, out of all the additions, she is easily one of the best. Oh yeah. Well, and it's just like, well, her presence is like it's kind of like Solomon Lane, where it's just like not a lot of words and a lot and like some things. It's just like it's all it's a lot of just looks and like, um, and it's it, it's a very like quiet performance in some ways but it's very loud in other ways. And I think, like, um, Pom Klamatov just, like, she was a lot more interesting than Gabriel or the AI. I loved her Christopher Walken-esque, psychotic... Yeah. ...sort of energy that she carried. Yeah, every time, like, she was on screen, my eyes would dart to her because I feel like she was, like, the biggest presence on screen for most of her scenes. Her physical performance, when you include the facial expressions... The stunts. ...and the stunts, was basically as good as you could get. Exactly. And, like, I I, I personally think it was probably my favorite edition of the movie. Interesting. I have mine, and we can talk about that in a second. But why... So, so, I mean, I guess you kind of explained why from... Yeah, I, I just, like... I think the the energy and like the I think just the role in terms of the movie was just like or her role in the movie was just like she did it really well. Yeah. And it was just like I think um I I, I do honestly wish she was in the movie a little longer. Um then again I think that just comes down to the villains. <laughs> well, because and like, it also comes to our point that we were discussing at the beginning, right? Yeah. When you have such a large cast it Yeah, exactly. Kind of run into screen time problems. Exactly. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, it was just one of those things where it's like, um, I, f- I feel like the the physical villains of the movie, they're not in the movie for that long in some ways. I mean, like, they're mostly, yeah. they're honestly in the background of a lot of scenes. 
which is kind of sad because I mean they're not they're they're very I, I, they could be very interesting, but um yeah I, I think that's that was one of my main problems with the movies like we need more villain other than just like big foreboding AI shots <laughs> yeah and it doesn't help too when your AI is trying to replace such a great performance from from Sean Harrison and Henry yeah. Cavill yeah I mean Henry Cavill's a fan favorite and deservedly so oh, yeah, and Sean Harris putting mm-hmm. as far as Again, building a villain. He is the best built villain in the Mission Impossible franchise. Oh, yeah. Well, he, I, he's the only one that's bridged movies. That's true, too. So he has that time. We have that mm-hmm. time with him and that and that foundation with him. Yeah. And also the way he was able to affect the backstories and the, and the main stories of the characters that we come to love. Mm-hmm. Mostly, obviously, is... Um, is Rebecca Ferguson's character. We just watched the movie. Is it Ilsa? Mm-hmm. It's Ilsa. That's how you say it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't... For some reason, I always want to go to Elsa, but... Close. Yeah. It's Ilsa. It's with an I, I'm pretty sure. It is with an I. Yeah. Yeah. So... It, it, but, yeah, it, you're like... It, 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 it's, it's practically like the same name, but I think it's just with an I. Yeah. Il, Ilsa Fouts, I think. Faust. Faust. F-A-U-S-T. I think. Yeah, I think so. Ilsa... I can spell. <laughs> and, and one... And so anyway, yeah, the... That's part of the reason why he's so great is because that he has that deep connection with the character, the character, one of the main characters that we that we end up loving. Yeah, and so that makes him even more menacing. And going back to Gabriel, he technically has that, although it runs into one of my biggest gripes uh, in films, which is when a film later on in a franchise or a trilogy or whatever, we'll introduce a a backstory that we never heard of in order to heighten and the, the danger and the importance of a villain. Yeah. And they did that. uh, Actually, didn't they do that with guardians? Yes. They did that with guardians actually. They do. Because a lot of the rocket stuff, he just, it suddenly shows up. In Guardians Three, and that was one of my biggest problems with with Guardians yeah. Three, because it's like I want that backstory earlier, and we get that with Ethan Hunt. We randomly find out that Ethan Hunt apparently had a love interest mm-hmm. that was killed by Gabriel before he joined the IMF. That just came out of left field. There was no reference to that in any of the prior Mission Impossible movies, as far as yeah, I can no. remember. There isn't. There isn't. No. And obviously, that's to get our emotions. Mm-hmm. Again, TJ, I don't know about you. It didn't work for me because there wasn't that foundation for yeah. prior films. And so that's yeah. just another part of that villain thing that doesn't work with Gabriel. Yeah. And I, it just kind of stacks up. But. Yeah. In regards to, like, the, the backstory thing, I like the idea of trying to characterize Ethan Hunt because, I, I mean, like, um, or at least, like, try and do something with, like, being, like, you know, he's not just, like, a guy that hangs off of airplanes He's a dude. Of course. But, I mean, like, they already did that with Mission Impossible 3. Yep. Which was uh, really effective. That's one is. of the parts that I thought was really, was fantastic about 3. Oh, yeah. Well, and, like, <laughs> yeah, but I think it's just one of those things where it's, like, they reinvented the series later, so they, we got to do it again. And it's just, like, why? I, I, I get you're kind of on a new war path with this series, but, like, at the same time, acknowledge that like you've already done something like this and i get that you're trying to uh characterize ethan and 
in trying to make him more of a person and less of a uh, Tom Cruise hanging off of airplanes kind of man. Yeah. Even though that's practically what he is in a lot of ways. <laughs> um, but, like, uh, yeah, it, it, I, it just it, it doesn't work in a lot of ways where it's just like, oh, yeah, randomly, here's this. And I, I, I that is one thing that always has driven me crazy about long-running movie franchises. Uh, Fast and Furious is, I think, the king of that. And uh, <laughs> the best movie franchise is what you're trying to say. Oh, something like that. Um, yeah, where it's like, I mean, like Fast and Furious Nine. Dom has a brother. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and his name is John Cena. Yeah, and it's, it, it, I mean, like Mission Impossible, I think did it a little more tastefully, at least in terms of oh, like, yeah. yeah. Well, Mission Impossible is going to do anything more tastefully, more tastefully than, than Fast, Fast and, Furious. and the Furious. That is true. That is Movies. a dumb statement of mine. No, um, no, but you, I mean, you're right. It's a correct yeah. statement. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I like the idea of it. I, I would rather they did it either A, sooner, B, in a way that mattered more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I w- now I will say the the editing of that piece mm. and the way they they splice it into the film itself is good. Yeah. yeah. But as we have been highlighting, you, you got to do it earlier to actually get some emotional stakes developed yeah. earlier. They don't do that. No. And... And speaking of, well, actually, that's a. Well, we haven't gotten. Have we gotten any deep spoilers yet? We haven't really. No, no, no we haven't. Okay, I was. We've, about to, we've kept it pretty surface. Yeah, level. yeah. Let's uh, before we get into spoilers. Maybe you want to talk about stunts and stuff. Stunts are awesome because we we can talk about the obviously the the uh, cliff jump off the bike because that's that was the promo. Yeah. Uh, for the movie, it was literally released a year ago, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. The promo was, and. I think that is an attestament because I will say, TJ, we, we, we saw this movie together, you and mm-hmm. I did, with my brother. Yeah. And I loved when that, I loved that they added no score to oh, yeah. that jump. Uh, I mean, like, I think that's just one thing that these movies do really well. So they actually know how to cut out music and make things more intense through that. And um, they actually know how to use music well. And, uh, like, in reference to like Guardians Three, where it was like, we're gonna we're just gonna use music because yeah, uh, this is like the opposite of that, where it's like we're gonna use music where we need to, because that's how movies should be in a world where that doesn't really happen as often as it used exactly. to. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's a great point. And when we were in the theater and the jump happened without the score, you could hear everyone gasping in, oh, the, yeah. in the, in, in the theater with, with, with us. And yeah. it was, it was really cool. Uh, we, uh, TJ and I were actually laughing, be, not because it was funny, but just because of how insane oh, yeah. and just incredible. Yeah. I mean, you can't is. like not laugh in disbelief that Tom Cruise would jump off of a, mo- or jump off a cliff with a motorcycle like seven times just for a stunt. Like, that's just Tuesday for him, like... Yeah. And, I mean... Yeah, I mean, he does a lot of crazy shit to begin with, so, I mean, like... Are we surprised? No. Is it still awesome? Hell yeah. Yeah. We... I need to get a... For me, it was Tuesday soundboard button on this for the podcast, I I've, think. I've said that a lot today. I don't know, I know why. That's why I need to make a sound button for it, so you don't... You can save your voice. I can just, you know... Oh, yeah. Um, hit the button. <laughs> but, no, I... 
it it was and I guess my 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 the point I was eventually trying to get to with the specifically the the jump off the cliff is to have for us to have that kind of reaction after already seeing I mean, well, yeah, the what jump, he does, yeah, what he does is an att- is a testament to just how incredible, yeah, how incredible these Tom stunts Cruise are. And, yeah, his stunts and obviously, are. Want to sh- we want to shout out with the stunt coordinators and oh, yeah, everything. Absolutely. The whole yeah. Christopher McQuarrie, because him and Tom Cruise talk about what stunts they want to do. Supposedly, for those that don't know, they're hinting at going to space for this next Mission Impossible movie. Which TJ and I have talked about would actually technically make sense because AI, satellites, yeah. that could be a thing. It obviously, it's a lot more than that. You have to get a lot of people on board, more than just the filming crew. Yeah, but, or the ISS. So we'll see. But yeah. I, he, Tom Cruise has said publicly that he wants to make a movie in space, or a part of a movie in space at least. Yeah. We'll see. But also, yeah, at the same time, it's Tom Cruise. He's going to do it anyway. <laughs> He's going to do it anyway. He's going to create. He's going to create his own like space company i i wouldn't put it past him <laughs> yeah I, f- I feel like when that boy gets into something he will he'll get the stunt no matter what yeah i True. mean yeah i mean he learned to fly like crazy air like helicopters yeah, yeah helicopters and planes and motorcycles and cars and boats and shit like that so it's just like do we put anything past this man? <laughs> yeah, no. This, we, we shouldn't be. No. Absolutely not. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, the stunts for the movie, all of them are super cool. Yeah. Like, uh... And I guess now we can jump into spoiler... T- well, no, we don't even have to because the other stunts to mention are the train sequence where the train cars are falling off at the end. Mm, and yeah, then yeah, yeah. the... There's the paragliding. I think that's what that's called, right? Paragliding. Yeah. It's yeah, pretty much. And then were those the big? Were those the three big ones? Uh, Am I missing any? I mean, there's the car chase. Oh right, there's the car chase. And then I think that should be it. At least for the like the big uh, act or action stunt so, set yeah. pieces. Those are the in terms ones. of yeah, but not like hand to hand. Kind of like fighting right. stuff like that which is also <laughs> incredible in this movie oh yeah something that, that this series and john wick do perfectly in spades so well the one stunt that was my favorite and stood out most to me because mm. uh there was a lack of it in the trailer was and it was just so cool the way they set it all up was climbing up the train cars as they were falling yes. to the river oh my god i it's hard to put to words just how unique and coordinated and well set up this 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 action sequence, sequence was, oh, yeah. this stunt sequence. H- Haley Atwell and Tom Cruise are going through multiple train, train cars. cars with yeah. different obstacles in them because they're different train cars. One was a kitchen and yeah. with had it with had a bunch of like grease and Stuff and, like and flames. From the stoves, and then you had one with a giant piano that could have fall, fallen on them. Yeah. And I guess now we'll get into some light spoilers and eventually go full spoiler, so fair warning to yeah. anyone out there. I loved the way they kind of were hopping around the, the cars to avoid all that stuff. Yeah. And, and you you gasped and you held your breath after every train car was about to uh, 
fall yeah. off because I think it happened three times. I believe I think yeah. it went through three different Something cars. Like that. It just and I and I lo- what I loved about that is it was more than just Tom Cruise. Haley yeah. Atwell was involved in that, and you could. What they always talk about is is getting their Tom Cruise's co-stars involved with the act with the stunts and making them. Yeah. Do, they they always talk about how they kind of feel pressured into doing the stunts because yeah. Tom Cruise is doing them. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> so to see Hilly Atwell's face along with Tom Cruise doing those was really cool. It, it, it yeah. felt there 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 was an inclusion there, and it felt a little bit more more than just oh, it's Tom Cruise doing a stunt, which is yeah, incredible. It's, it's, yeah, it's it's not just Tom Cruise jumping through train cars it's tom cruise and someone else yeah 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 it it added it added another level to it Mm -hmm. and made it made it more interesting in my opinion yeah i i'd say that Ooh, that's a bold statement that was definitely one of my favorite sequences of the movie i'm not saying it's necessarily like the best stunt i'm saying it makes it oh yeah more interesting because I mean, it's, it's easily, like, I mean, arguably, like, the most tense section of the movie. And, like, you know how it's all going to shake out. But, like, of course. I mean, like, there is something to it that, like, even though you know, like, they they managed to make it so tense. And you're like, oh, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah, and you're, like, you're, you're tensing up and you're like, oh, this is, this is actually just, like, well done because it's managing to get me, like, anxious even though I know the result. Because, I mean, like, most movies can't. No, no movies can do that now. I mean, like, I, I walk into Ant Man. I'm not tense. What are you talking about, TJ? <laughs> I'm not. I, I I sit there and I'm like, ooh, big ant. And then I walk out of the movie and I'm like, wow, I didn't feel anxious at all for these characters. Yeah, uh, I did in this movie, and I think that's just an testament to be like, it's a two parter. I still feel uh, like I. Uh, like I, 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 I'm like I'm gripping the chair and I'm like, oh shit, mm-hmm. what's going on? <laughs> yeah. One thing too that was interesting was with that stunt, unlike the other ones, it had a very, as far as momentum and and uh, tense moments, it it had a lot of it would go, it would kind of it would go up down up down oh, yeah, up down flow. whereas with all the other stunts it was simply just one height one hill to climb and you were done no matter yeah. how big the stunt was it was always you started you got your most tense moment and then it finished yeah but there were multiple high intensity moments in the singular stunt oh yeah and i think that's one of the things that why that grabbed me so much well, yeah I, is it kept coming at you you yeah. were like you you would think oh they're done right no yeah. no there was another there's another there's car no, yeah there's more to, to do there's a whole another five minutes of this scene um yeah i i mean like i i, I think it's just a great it was a, it was a good way to end an already tense final 30 minutes of a movie <laughs> yeah but uh yeah i mean it's it's i i think the action of the movie just rocks just in general so like it's hard I mean, Mission Impossible's known for having really good action, no matter how good the movies are. I mean, like we said at the beginning, they, Christopher McQuarrie and Tom Cruise have fine-tuned a lot of the mechanics of this of the film, both with the stunts and with the storytelling. Yeah, they 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 have it down to a to a science, as I was saying earlier. They do. We talked about hand to hand combat stuff earlier. We did, and. I don't know if this one was your favorite, but we talked about the the alleyway yes, scene. Yes, this is my favorite scene of this movie. So good. I 
loved this. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, 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 I mean, I love course close quarters stuff like that, and um, I love like the the hand to hand fighting and stuff like that. But like the, the the visceral nature of the fight is just like it's so it's so good. And I mean, like, um, I like how it's just like it's three people and just in an alleyway fighting, and it's not like it's not like there's like twenty guys or anything like that. It's just like it's it's three people just duking it out, like very realistically. Um, and it, it, I think it's just like the way the camera moves, the way that everyone's bouncing off of walls and shit like that. Um, like the lighting, the 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 the, the pacing of the fight. Uh, it grabbed me a lot more than the other fight going on, and I was just like, "I more of this, please." The they captured with that cinematography, they captured the claustrophobia really well. Exactly, yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's a tiny alleyway, and like I said, they're they're bouncing off of the walls, and uh, I mean, trying to climb up and like out of the out of the alleyway, and like it, it, it's just such a tense like two mm-hmm. minutes or something like that, and it's just like. I mean, like, compared to the other action scene going on at that time, it's just, like, for me, at least, it grabbed me so much more. It was it was shot. It was shot much better. I, I think, well, I th- and I think it was just directed way better. Where it was, like, uh... Yeah, like that too. The, the other fight, it, like, it was good, but, like, comparatively? Let's be real. Like, I feel like it's just, like, there's... You have Tom Cruise in an alleyway fighting, and then there's people with swords, and you're like, all right... Tom Cruise now is taking this every day of the week. Uh, even though, I mean, the sword fight is pretty cool, but that's the thing is, is the, the actual, I, that's one thing I was going to follow up was, I will admit the actual fighting itself of the other scene mm-hmm. with is Isla Isla. I, I'm having some problems with that name. Yeah. Isla and Gabriel. Yeah. The actual fighting itself was oh, it's super cool and super cool. But the it, way they shoot it is very different. And it just, it's, it's, one thing I don't know if you noticed this, they they didn't really want to go super close into that fight. That's they what always, I was just about to say. They were always like way out from it's it. It's always that, yeah, wide pans and stuff like that, and it was just like, uh, I mean, compared yeah, I mean, you're cutting to another fight that is all co- close quarters, and then you're cutting to a fight that should be the same thing, in the same kind of nature, um, but all it is is just like shots from afar and being like, oh. And I think it's just one of those things where it's like um, probably like they didn't want to compromise stunt people too much Mm. in terms of like, I mean, with the other one is like you can hide stunt people better with shadows and stuff like that. With uh, the other one, it's like it's all in lights. And um, I mean, it's not Tom Cruise that you're trying to hide and stuff like that. And um, the thing is, is Rebecca Ferguson. I'm pretty sure she did do all her. She that, does. All, I, I bet she does do a lot of her stunts. So that's but. why. That's also why I thought. Yeah. Why don't you just go in closer? Any. She's yeah. do. She talks about in interviews how she trained to do all the sword fightings. Yeah. Why but don't you? It, it, and like you've been in the last two movies, you've shown up close that she has full capability of doing action yeah. scenes like this. We just watched this the great the fight scene between yeah. her and the kind of the henchman, the ma- main henchman of exactly that is. The same kind of fight, but it is close quarters, and this should be a very close quarters intense sequence, and it isn't, which is something that annoys me. But and if you want to go even further, and you might maybe you're asking yourself out there, what makes a well shot fight sequence? Well, so we kind of talked about that, right? Getting close, 
But one thing, when you by adding that intensity for this is an example. This is one particular example. There's the there's the moment there, he does it a few times, and I think they shoot it in similar ways where Tom Cruise is trying to get over the fence. Yeah, and they shoot it down low and tilted up. Yeah, so you don't see like who else is behind him trying to grab him right away. So you're not totally aware of who else is there, yeah. and that adds to that you know franticness, franticness, yeah, and that tensity. And that mystery, and that and that worry that you have of who's is, is are they back on, up? Are yeah. they about to like take him out? Yeah. And there was no mystery as to what exactly was going on between the fight between Isla and Gabriel. And yeah. I think that's just a piece of it. But there's yeah. there's obviously a lot more. Just, yeah. Like I said, it's just they're, they're they're two very different action scenes, and it's like it's kind of a shame that they're happening at the same time because yeah. one is leagues and bounds better than the other one. It's just like. Or at least, like, in execution. Because, I mean, like, the, the other one could be really cool. But it isn't. Yeah. That's <laughs> cool. Yeah, it isn't. What, while we're on the topic, I think it's a, it, this would be a good point to talk about Isla Fisher. Or Isla Fisher. Is, Isla Fouts and her death. Mm. Because we're talking yes. about the, the fight. And to have the scene... It, it, it's kind of interesting. To have such a pivotal scene having such a disparity in the quality of that, mm-hmm. the way it's shot of that yeah. fight compared to the alleyway scene is kind of a bummer because that is, is literally a yeah. crucial point in the film, obviously. Yeah. Is Isla, Isla Fisher... Isla, Wrong actress. Isla Faust, Faust dying. And I kind of needed a quick therapy session after the movie because TJ was there for it. I was. I, do you want me to get into this? Should I just get into this now? Yeah, I don't okay. care. Okay, so this is this is one of my problems with the film is is her death because it felt to me it felt kind of cheap because it doesn't feel cheap it feels rushed it feels right okay that's maybe that's a better way to describe it it did feel yes. rushed and but I won't totally vacate cheap. But you're right. Oh, it it's is, mostly it's mostly rushed. Yeah, I, 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 in my opinion, it is rushed. Yeah, uh, it, it's because also, yes, we had screen time with her in other movies, but still, it felt like she just got into the movie this yeah. one. Well, I mean, and then she like then, yeah, then she, she, dies. she she's not in Dead Reckoning much at all. No. Um, and, and, and like you said, it, it she just got like she just became a mainstay in the series. Uh, so it was kind of like weird. Or like we hype up this character for the one whole movie, we use her for one, and then she's out of here in ten minutes. Yeah. In the next one, it was just like, what? What was the point of this? Uh, like I get it. You could have just used her for one movie, and then, or like maybe just two, and then just outed her in, and until like part two or something like, and then like bring her back. But like it. It, it, it did feel really cheap where they're just like, we're, we're bringing her in. She's going to be this big character in the movie. And then she's gone in 10 minutes. And it's just like, what, what's the point? Yeah. 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 I, I'll be honest. I, I'm not also a big fan of whenever they do the destiny garbage where it's, Oh, it's, it's Tom Cruise's other love interest died. So that means this one has to die. Yeah. It, it, I, I just, <laughs> Really, I, for me, it didn't work in this movie. No, uh, I mean, usually it, it it can work, but like, yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, like, I mean, it depends on like the movie and like the the circumstances. Yeah, but um, 
because I mean, like, I mean, destiny is a very broad topic. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I I thought that was really stupid. <laughs> I thought like one of these people has to die because, and it's just like, well, that yeah, that, that, they, they, that the is the entire reasoning. I was like, are you serious? <laughs> like, I I'm like I'm I'm digging this this whole section, but like. That is the stupidest reason I have ever heard for having to kill off a character. And it's just, like, because the AI wants it. And it's like... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. The AI doesn't know what's going on in the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I... And, I, yeah, I, I think that's partially why I didn't have much of a reaction to her death. It's not that I didn't, but, like... I mean, like, in terms of, like, in this movie, she's not in it well, they, yeah, yeah yeah like i said yeah she's she like she shows up in the beginning and then she shows up for like an hour later and then she dies and it's just like and they scripted we just talked about they scripted for you before it even happens yeah you already know what well, they, they what they should have done was they should say if if you're in line with the destiny whatever someone dies all you have to say not one of these two characters not, or or just like say something bad. Is Someone close to Ethan Hunt's gonna die. Exactly. That doesn't that 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 doesn't rule out Benji. That doesn't rule out Luther. He keeps it open, and like it would have made the sequence way more intense, especially since Benji is going out and doing his thing. Yep. And that's actually what I expected to happen. Oh, really? Was like it wasn't actually going to be either of them. They were going to kill someone like Benji off. Yeah. Which I would have been very sad about. Benji. Benji is my favorite character. He. I kind of had this revelation when we were talking when we were watching Mission Impossible Five just before this. His character, his character growth and his yeah. progression throughout these movies is oh incredible. God. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, like in the third one, he's like a side character. Of a he's s- in it for ten minutes. Not even. Uh, it's just he's yeah. barely in three. Where it's, and he and, and, yeah he does like two things in the movie. He's in like two scenes, and then like they make him a main character. And then he he's he evolved to literally doing action sequences. Yeah, he he's evolved from sitting at a desk in three to being a main star to doing like these crazy action scenes too. Where it's just like I, I think he's had one of those like one of the best prog- if not the best progression of the series, where it's just like Undoubtedly. Yeah. And I and I think that is probably why he is probably my favorite, other than like he's a he's a goofy nerd. And I think like all of his all of his quips are super funny. And like, you know a lot of those are Simon Pegg specials. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I love Simon Pegg to begin with. I think he's so funny. Um, and I, I, TJ, and you've got red on you. I, I do have red on me. <laughs> um, and I, I, that's that's something I expected from this movie was, like, they're going to kill off Simon Pegg or Ving Ramis. Actually, I think I, when I walked in, I, I expected them to kill Ving Ramis more. Interesting. Yes. Well, I mean, huh. he's, he's, a, he's more of a mainstay. He's been in since movie number one. He's the only oh, besides Tom Cruise. Yeah, that's, it's him. And and I think that would have been a good way to build suspense into part two uh, was to be the, I mean, kill the other mainstay of the series. I mean, um, I, I I think it would have been a, a very like I don't want to say logical move, but like it would have it would have made sense. Yeah, in terms of writing. Um. But I, I expected them to kill someone more mainstay than um, than Rebecca Ferguson's character. Not to say that she wasn't a mainstay, but um, in the grand scheme, I guess. 
the the capstone, I guess, that it will bring to this sort of death conversation about Isla dying, or you know, who should have actually died, or how yeah. they should have how they should have handled it, was to me, I was heartbroken because her character is genuinely intriguing, yeah. and I loved her different the different flair that she brought to the group, yeah. And and because of that, to me, yeah. She had too much value to the franchise for exactly. her to die off, especially in that way. Well, and, and the thing is, is, like, through the last few movies, they have built her up as kind of being, like, the new, I don't want to say love interest, but, like, character to be kind of, like, that role in the group. And then to kind of, like, to to, le- to lean into that 15 minutes before, and then they're, they're like, oh, well, she's dead. I guess we're not doing that anymore. It's like, what's the point? You you've been you've been writing this 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 through line for three movies now. This this makes sense. You she should be the romantic interest or a character like I said that fills that role. And then it it, it just didn't make sense in my opinion. I um that was and I liked her role in the group and stuff like that. But like I think it was one of those things where it's like why what what's the point of this. Mm-hmm. And the romance part was great too, but but also too, TJ is it was cool that she didn't just you know feel that fill that purpose obviously. Well, yeah, it, uh, that's why I said it like a second ago. I was like, it, it she is more than that, but like yes, you did it, say it that. is something they do lean into a lot, and it's just like it feels obvious that you're going for this role. What harebrained scheme are you going for right now? Like. I don't because you're obviously not going to replace her with Haley Atwell, um, which we'll t- we should talk about in a second. We, we haven't mentioned her much. We haven't. I think we've mentioned her maybe once. Um, I don't know. It it, it 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 boggles my mind a little bit, and it, I think that might be my biggest gripe with the movie. Mm. Or is it the AI? I feel like you had a pretty you have a big issue with the AI. No, I think this is worse than AI. Really? Yeah. Now that I think about so, it, so so you're talking about. You're, you're, just to just to be clear, what specifically you're talking I about? Think, Isla Fisher's death, the whole thing surrounding that, is I what think, you're saying yeah, is your biggest the, issue. The death of Re- Rebecca Ferguson's character was probably my biggest gripe with. The I movie. just said Fisher again, bro. Yeah, <laughs> not the actress, the character. Um, what, is, what is my problem? Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I will say, like, I think. <sighs> Let me take. Let's take oh. a break. Those two tie for my. Vegas gripe. The AI and... AI and uh, Re- yeah, Rebecca Ferguson's character. Yeah. In the movie. Maybe I should just call... Maybe I should just call... Just say Rebecca Ferguson for the rest of the... Please do. ...podcast, because I, I can't... I, I, I have issues, apparently. Yeah, not Sasha Barracone's wife. Yeah, I, I don't... Maybe I need... Maybe I need some sort of therapy to... Some sort of correction therapy to fix me. Mm. So I don't have to say that anymore. I gotcha. Anyway, yeah, I think that's all I have to say on that. I was, again, just disappointed, and I saw a really bright, interesting future with her. Mm-hmm. And Well, yeah, I, she, she seemed to be the biggest new up-and-coming character in the series. I loved her relationship with Cruz. There are, there are people that say that she doesn't have great chemistry with Cruz, I I would hmm. argue differently because yeah, I'd say she does. She does. Yeah. I 
specifically, I mean, you really see it in right from the beginning. We just watched watch Rogue Nation. I love, love, love the sort of facial expressions, body language yeah. that they kind of exchange between one another and all those scenes. It's it's really cool, and that's why it's up there for me. And again, we'll get to that at the end of the episode. We'll rank them. I think next we should talk about Haley Atwell because we, we talked should. about that. We just we talked about that. We haven't talked about her yet. Talk about having chemistry. Mm. She and Tom Cruise hit it right off. They do. They yes. are fantastic. They're very together. Fun together. Yes. Debate like one of the best parts of the movie for me. Oh yeah, absolutely. Easy. Yeah, I uh, I really did like her addition to the to the cast. Um, I think she was she she was a mix of like super funny. Yes. I think she was, uh, just like. I think she just executed her role like really well. She carried a, a an action star quality that I thought she what she didn't have. No. Yeah. I. Uh, I definitely, I mean, like, I haven't seen her in much. I think, the only things I've really seen her in is, like, stuff for Captain America and stuff like that. I would the same say the same for me. And, I mean, like, she's not bad in those stuff. Like, no. I mean, I've seen a little bit of Agent Carter, First Avenger. Uh, she's in Multiverse of Madness. She's decent in everything. She's actually pretty good in Agent Carter. I'll give her that. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I, I didn't see her, like, headlighting a Tom Cruise movie with him. Um... And I will say she did pretty good. Uh, I'll I'll give her that. She was she did all the stunts, she did all the stuff. I'm here for it. And and we teased it when we were discussing the the train action sequence, the uh, falling car cars action sequence, stunt sequence. Yeah, she holds her own she with does. him. Yeah, in all the scenes that she's in with him, she is holding her own. Whether it's the acting, the and in, in from the comedy perspective and the drama perspective and the action itself, mm-hmm. she holds her own and has the funniest moments in the film. I, I, I think for me, I laugh the hardest at the where they're in the the circle mm, yeah, and they're yeah. trying to steer and she's trying to steer the Fiat. Oh, and, yeah. and well, Palm Clementoff helps with this too, but then Palm Clementoff's reaction to oh, so what they're doing and, and when Tom is trying to help. Haley Atwell's character steer and, yeah, and directing her, and he's like, "No, not that way. Don't no, turn the wheel the other so way. Funny. Do this." And it's so funny, it is. I love and, it. And it, what's cool too is it's it's right off the bat. It does. It, it, yeah. Pretty much. Kinda, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll let you finish. Yeah. Pretty much their first exchange, you immediately recognize. Wow, these yeah. two are going to work so well together for the rest of the movie. For oh. how many movie other movies she's in, it, it it it's really not hard to identify that. Yeah. And, and and I think that was one thing that like um was really nice about this movie was they kind of just introduced her. There wasn't like some big lead up where they're like she's this character. Uh she kind of just appears in scenes. Um and I think that really helps her character. And this is something we talked about when we got right out of the theater is like that that's something this movie like does. It's just like for like the first like hour of the movie, they don't really explain who a lot of these new characters are. And I think Especially with Haley Atwell, it, it it's a, it's a benefit, um, and I, I I like that she's like instantly charismatic and she kind of just appears, and then she's like she's very committed to the role the whole movie. I don't think she has a true like really bad 
area in the movie like at all. As far as her writing, her acting, and the scenes that she's in, I don't think there was one where oh, I had no. a problem with it. Yeah. She's consistently really good in the movie. She is. I was really here for it. She is. Is there anything TJ... Is there any... I guess we haven't talked about individual scenes. Is there any in particular? I mean, there's the... We kind of just talked about the, the car chase in Venice. Right? Rome. Oh, Rome. Right, in Rome. Venice is the other city they go to. With the party. What I will add there with that with that chase, since we were kind of just talking about it, is it was interesting how they injected a lot more comedy into a yeah. high well, level, high volume, long action, action sequence. sequence. They don't they don't normally do that in Mission Impossible movies. They do inject comedy into action into the into yeah, it, larger action sequences but not to that degree it felt no. like almost every other line there was a comedy there was a, a joke a or a or a or a like a a, a witty remark made yeah. it, it, during this sequence. What, what for any other movie would be the 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 set yeah the, the finale the finale yeah i yeah that was uh speaking of the car chase i think uh especially after watching rogue nation again um which as we should say is a great great chase in that yeah. one as well. I will say like the, the and I pointed this out when we were walking out the chase in the movie feels very different. It's we're t- we're talking about dead reckoning right now. Dead reckoning, yeah. yeah. Uh it feels very different. It's 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 what I mean like rewatching um Rogue Nation that the, that that chase scene is so tight and it's so like it's so well knit. It's everything about it is like it's so. There's like this. There's like this like movement to it that I don't feel like Dead Reckoning has. I think Dead Reckoning, it felt more. I won't say processed, but it didn't feel as visceral. It didn't feel like. Um, I, it, I if something crashed, I would. I didn't feel it as much as I was mm-hmm. feeling with that movie. Um, and it, it, I think it was just like the way. I don't know. I think it may have been the editing. Because it was very editing, uh, the editing was very different. And, that, that's uh, the AI texting, by the way. TJ. Oh yeah, TJ's phone just went off. It's it's the AI texting him. He's having a problem with TJ's comments on my my computer. The AI is in my computer or his phone. Who knows? And it has a problem with TJ's comments it made towards it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I mean, I I very much enjoyed the this the sequence. But I, it was just one of those things where I was watching it. And I was like. Maybe it's probably better on rewatch, but um, I was like, "This this feels very different." And it, I, I I didn't feel like it had that tight knit like intensity that some of these other action sequences had in the series. Hmm. Um, even though, like I said, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, it's still phenomenal. Oh, like, oh, absolutely. Um, but yeah, it, it, like I said, just different feel, and I was just like, eh. I can't imagine the planning and the coordination for something like that for something like that oh shit i can't even i don't even know but uh and the and the because you obviously have all the you have to have all the stunt drivers driving hundreds of cars practically yeah and to time it all right and they're going through the that big circle it i i don't even i really don't want to think about it because it's just gonna it's just gonna mess my mind up and that, 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 I'm glad we, we we pointed that out. I was going to go somewhere with that. I think I was going to add something. Oh, I think in that scene, too, 
and again, I don't want to retract too much, but going back to seeing Tom Cruise and Haley Atwell in that scene, when uh, whenever you see great chemistry between an actor and uh, two actors, two actresses, an actor and actress, it all they almost have this sort of it's almost like they're doing this dance. Yeah. Oh yeah. You, you see this with, and I was just watching this movie recently with. I literally just watched it last night. Joe Pesci and uh, who? Uh, my cousin Vinny. Who's the, oh, Marissa Tomei. Marissa Tomei. There are scenes in the courtroom where it almost seems like they're they're dancing yeah. around each other, and oh, yeah. and the, when she's up at the stand and things like that. Really good pairings and good chemistry. Well, it will seem like a dance the way they kind of move around each other, interact with each other. And that was totally Haley Atwell and Tom Cruise in those oh. scenes. The way they were kind of going through the passenger seats and when they were handcuffed together, it almost was this really cool dance. Oh, absolutely. Both with the vehicle itself when they were driving and then when they were handcuffed together and moving around. And in there, I mean, this can be said too for the airport. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It. I'm yeah. glad they brought her in. It's cool yeah. that they brought her in. Oh, yeah. That's one of the things I was going to – like. I still think it's unfortunate that they expanded the cast because it, that I do think it lacks persona- some personality mm-hmm. and a personal touch. Yeah. Again, though the characters they did bring in yeah. worked all, not all the 90, main characters. 80% of the time. Yeah, except all, for Gabriel, which we talked about. Yeah, and, and he, it's not that he was bad. It's just that he didn't handle him right. True. And and he really isn't He isn't technically part of the main group because he's the villain. So Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, uh, yeah, the guy who plays Gabriel, he did a good job like where he could. Uh, it's just like his writing was like, like few and far between, and like the plot didn't really know how to handle him. Yeah, it so. largely wasn't. And it, no, largely it was not his fault. It yeah. was it yeah, was yeah, the yeah. writing and like well, you said it, the writing and the placement. Yeah, uh, and I mean like yeah, I mean like I liked uh, Shea Wingham and in, in, as like the cop. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he was. I, I, he, he, was he was a fun little side character. He's fun. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Uh, I mean, like he wasn't amazing or anything. But no, like, no. Um, I think he, I mean, he does that role super well. So, I mean, like, mm-hmm. I'm not surprised that, I, I mean, like, he get you get a few laughs out of him. And I thought, yeah. uh, uh, Carrie Elius was in it. I know. He, I was, it was kind of interesting. He's kind of having a little run. He is. he was also in Operation Fortune, Fortune, I think. Yeah, and he was in Stranger Things recently. Yeah. He was in season He's 30. He's kind of having a little resurgence. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. Um, it, it's always, I always like when actors or actresses who get bottled down and get um sort of um remembered for just one role yeah. and that affects their you know careers going yeah. forward yeah he, i always he like, had like two or three like big roles of that yeah he had like men in tights and stuff like that as which well. also could you could just see as a variation of princess bride because it's sort of fantasy fantastical yeah, yeah. that sort of thing F- fantasy comedy movie comedy type stuff it's by mel brooks this time Ooh, fancy yeah and medieval yeah and so to see him get is getting bigger other roles that are yeah. different than that is i'm i'm glad to see i always yeah. like when actors or actresses are able to do that oh yeah go him i mean yeah i, I feel like he kind of disappeared for a while but i mean like he's coming back with a uh with with, with a nice little like fiery hey su- well, and the two scenes he was in especially that first one is it's, a, it's an important scene for the movie and he yeah. he delivers i was gonna say both things, yeah he's only in like two or three scenes like you said I think I think he does a good little job in his little tiny role, which I was I was here for. But. He what's nice about him is he has that that charisma and is able to to grab your attention with yeah with even even with heavy di- like lots of dialogue. Well, yeah. I, I, when 
it was sort of in the first scene he's in, it's basically a, it's a like a backstory setup. It's a it's a setup for the movie. Yeah, it, it, it but it's like a, it's a it's a long talking scene. There's yeah. not, and and I think he carries it well. And I think the guy who plays um uh Kittridge Kittridge that's the name. I was like, it's who not we should met? I mean, he he's back. Yeah, he's, go he, Kittridge. Yeah, uh, I was like, his name is not Kissinger. <laughs> Uh, I, I I swear to God, I, that's what I thought it was, and I was like, "That's not it." Yeah, no. Um, but, but yeah, Kittredge, I, I liked his return. I thought he was a a really good adi- like readdition back to the cast. Like they really expounded on his character and stuff like that, which was very fun. He his scene with Tom Cruise in the first Mission Impossible movie is oh. still one of my favorites, and I think one of the best of the of the franchise. Oh yeah, the way the way it's shot. The the eye contact, the way the just the acting in general yeah, between the, shots the two and everything. Oh, beautiful, incredible. Yeah, yeah. E- easily some of the best dialogue and com- and one of the best conversations of the entire franchise. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Speaking of which, should we start ranking? I think that's a good idea. I don't want to leave anything out, but I think we did a pretty good job, kind of covering everything. Yeah. I, I, I we talked about the train stuff for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. Let's rank these movies. All right. Do you want to go from the bottom up? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think the worst Mission Impossible movie is... Excuse me. I have yeah. to use this somehow. Yes, we do. I'm getting out the whiteboard for those that aren't watching. And uh, plug, if you would like to watch. Okay, I was going to say, did you bring the pens? <laughs> yeah, I brought the pens. Okay, good. If you want to watch us rank these movies, please go to our YouTube channel under yeah. the same name as our podcast. And you can watch us rank these movies. What's the main kind of... The main color scheme for Mission Impossible is red, right? Yeah. Pretty much. Mm -hmm. So I'll go with red. Sure. I don't actually know. We're going to go with red. Okay, that's good enough. Fair enough. All right. So let's do it this way, just in case, so we have extra... Okay. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. So... So there's seven of them. C. Okay, seven. Six. Six. Five. Did you just draw an S? <laughs> there we go. Okay, there we go. Got it. That looks a lot more like a five. Four. Three. Three. Dos. Two. Un. Okay. All right. I think number, I don't know if I said this, but because I was so focused Yeah, we, we on, hadn't said. Yeah. I think the worst Mission Impossible movie is Mission Impossible Dos. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I don't think that's a, that's a hot topic. Um... I, do it? Isn't it M? M-I. Isn't it M colon I? Or is it M-I yeah, M colon I? Because it's mission. Right. Right. Even like codename possible. Uh, dos. Gosh. Yeah. I'm having a problem writing numbers. Yeah. I, there we go. I enjoy Mission Impossible 2 because it is dumb. <laughs> and Hopefully, Can they see that? I can't, I can't tell. I probably maybe should have got a blue, a darker mm. color. I, yeah. I can't tell. I can't tell either. It's too far away. Okay. Yeah. Well, hopefully this this is a test run, I guess. Yeah. We'll figure it out for later. future references. Yeah. But that says Mission Impossible Two at the bottom. That it does. Go ahead, TJ. I oh yeah. Have to do set. Um, Mission Impossible Two. It's dumb, <laughs> but I think that's kind of why I like it, I, or at least I find it enjoyable. I I think it is one of those movies that gets better the longer it goes. The first half of the movie is really stupid, and it's it's really it, it it's super like. The dialogue is awful. It's it has no charm. It's re- it's it's kind of hard to watch at times. 
but with the last half when like all the action comes out and it kind of just becomes Tom Cruise in a like in a Chinese Hong Kong action movie shootout, <laughs> that shit becomes awesome. I stand by that 100%. Okay. I love the shootout in the lab. I think that's no, nah, I'm not going to say that. Um, Ooh, TJ was about to do some hot, uh, hot takes here, I think. I was going to say that, that. That might be one of my favorite Mission Impossible action scenes. Uh, that plus the the motorcycle chase at the end. Oh, my God. I love it so much. Um, and, like, the knife fight at the end. So cool. That's how you make a knife fight, Mission Impossible. Look to the second movie. Yeah. Um, like, but, yeah, like I said, the writing for the movie's kind of ass actually it's not kind of ass it is ass it's bad but like it's one of those things where it's like it becomes more enjoyable the more you watch it and i think like uh, it it doesn't deserve hate yeah but like like i said it's it's very enjoyable for what it is i mostly agree with what you said though when i rewatched it my one of my first instincts was that type of action to me does not work for mission Impossible oh no it it really doesn't but i think it's just it's fun to see tom cruise do it i can i can get i can get along i can get on board with that yeah i've the the, the movie's already the black sheep of the series it doesn't at this point no one remembers this movie so like i feel like they could have done whatever with it and i would have been kind of here for it (laughs) yeah 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 i just I need to see more John Woo st- movies. Oh yeah, they I, finally put Hard Boiled on, are like available to rent. I'm so excited because you couldn't rent it for years. Oh really? And I was gonna, I was like hell bent on watching it like three years ago. Uh-huh. Couldn't watch it. Huh? Now I can. <laughs> TJ's hyped. Hell yeah. I yeah. After a while, the slow mo kicking kind of got a little okay. Yeah, that that shit is annoying, stable. and uh, and it. I'm all for directors getting opportunities at directing franchise movies. Oh yeah, uh, and it was I I loved that Tom Cruise got John Woo to do this oh, movie. Yeah. I love that part of it. And as you pointed out, if the writing was better, I I'm sure we'd be talking about this movie in a much different light because the writing is a big big issue, like probably yeah. the biggest issue with this movie. Again, that being said, I still took an issue with there. Yeah. There was just. It's a very bizarre. Just, just some, there, they, it went a little too much with some of the slow mo kicking. Oh well, and, yeah, that's 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 John Woo for you, right? Um, Which I'm sure works great in his other movies. It's just, yeah, it just I don't know. It, yeah, it well, didn't quite I, fit with Mission Impossible. I think that's just a problem with bringing Hong Kong, uh, like Chinese uh, action directors to America. Right. It never translates well because it is so its own thing. Yeah. Um, that like it's it can be cool i mean like john woo he made face off the movie's a classic um and like stuff like that but like yeah it, it it's so its own style that like it'd be like if america tried to do bollywood in some ways i like that comparison that's a good one it, it not not like all the way comparison but like that is, that is did you not hear that no oh anyway you got an applause i so yeah i just wanted you to know okay um but like it, it's one of those stylistic things where it's like it you you can't really replicate it as well yeah as you would hope um but i mean like there there's some like cool touches like i like han zimmer attempting to do a mission he impossible was in that, that was a score 
Yeah. Yeah, hi. That, that's new to me. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, like, I, there's, a, there's just, like, some weird, like, cool little things about the movie, but, like, it's definitely the worst. I, I, that That's not hard to say. Well, and we should say that it's, this is most likely the movie that made Tom Cruise grapple on to uh, Christopher McQuarrie because he... Oh, yeah, and J.J. Abrams, And J.J. Abrams because he realized, or or whoever realized that... The series had no direction without it. Yes, it, it oh. needed to be in, in more in more stable and consistent hands yes. through multiple episodes. But also... Multiple movies. Yeah. Um, the rock climbing thing at the beginning, that shit rips. Facts. That is that is probably one of my favorite Mission Impossible scenes. Also, <laughs> him jumping from like that one part of the rock face to the other was, and when he, obviously when he does the hang, oh that it's so the, good. The, the uh, canyon, yeah, is really cool. It's good, super cool. Good shout out. Yeah. All right, six, three. Yeah, I'd agree. <laughs> Let's put that down. M. Sadly. Uh, colon I I face. Sadly, yes. Sadly, yes. We kind of talked about the biggest highlight already, which is, of course, Philip Seymour Hoffman. I love that man. He, again, greatest character actor of his generation. The count to ten scene that they open with, that's the, that's in the cold open, and then they obviously show again, has... Oh. Philip Seymour Hoffman got out of Tom Cruise some of his best acting of the Mission Impossible movies. Oh my god! That yeah. scene with him, because, and and I was interested. I wanted to see if we got any of that with Tom Cruise in this latest one, because obviously mm. Isla Isla Faust. Yeah, you did it. I I, I rose my r- raised my hands in celebration, guys, because I got it right. I wanted to see how he reacted to her death because Tom Cruise. He can uh, act. Is can act. He's been nominated for multiple Oscars and mm-hmm. is a legitimately great actor when he wants to do it. Yeah. He just has been doing Mission Impossible movies for the last two decades, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. He's an action star now. Yes. And he uh, also should have won for Jerry Maguire, but that's another that's another oh, conversation. Hell yeah. That's another conversation for another day. I love that movie. But yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman got some of Tom Cruise's best acting of the entire franchise. Absolutely. Out of him, and the the the. The command that he, brings. that Hoffman brings to the oh. movie is, almost becomes a threat hits itself mm-hmm. in, in the film. Because we talked about how it's, it was kind of, it's, it's unfortunate that the writing for his character isn't great as far as like actually giving him a backstory and why he's doing the things that he's doing. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It is a blessing and a curse where it's just like, we know he's a big bad villain or whatever. But also, I mean, like, some, something, please. He, but, <laughs> But where I was going with that was he still manages to hold a threat because of his, his presence acting yeah, and his presence. It doesn't matter yes. if, like how they write him. Philip Seymour Hoffman is, like I said, a phenomenal actor. He's going yes. to hold his own in any situation. But, yeah, I mean, it's a fun movie. It's it's one of those – I think it's, it's the one I watched most recently before uh, going into Dead Reckoning. Which I watched maybe last year, um, and I had a fun time rewatching that movie. Uh, I love the action. I think it's very the bridge scene is fun- is great. Oh, I love. I think my favorite sequence from that movie is um, the part where they're breaking into the the place in China to get the rabbit's foot, 
and then like it like yeah he slides down the thing and then it cuts out and like you don't see what's going on but like it's like it's so tense and you're like oh what's going on i i think that is and then like the whole like escape is so cool mm-hmm. and i that's easily my favorite section of the movie in terms of like action yeah but um i think it was a fun rein not reinvention but like it was a, a good way to like bring the series back on track uh yes. to what it would eventually become and i think like jj abrams did a good job making something new of the series um that like and kind of like i said putting it back on that track and like introducing new characters and ideas and stuff like that so Mm-hmm. Simon Pegg, obviously, being Simon the, Pegg. the the main character, the 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 big piece that yeah for, JJ brought the, in for, rest for of the characters. Series. Yeah, yeah, him, uh, yeah, Simon Pegg, and then um, it's a Michelle Monaghan, mm-hmm. who's uh, the wife. Yeah, that's a, yeah. We'll mention that. I yeah, love that piece. Of oh it too. yeah, that that is a great sub like subplot. It brought humanity to Tom Cruise's character exactly, and you felt like he had a life. Yeah. Life outside of doing missions and stuff yes. like that, and so you felt there were also greater stakes with that as well. Oh yeah, makes like I said, count to ten sequence so much. Better. Oh my gosh, dude, you get hit. With, they hit you with that the first scene of the movie because that's the cold so open. So good. I now I want to rewatch that movie, dude. I really do. It's that we should say that movie is worth it alone because of that scene. Oh, absolutely. It's so freaking good. Yeah, it's. It's sad that it is as low as it is because it is a good movie. I it, really like that movie. There, there, there's really, and you can agree, disagree, TJ. For me, the, the main problems are the middle of this movie. Yeah. And again, what we've been talking about, the um, some of the writing with the villain. Ooh. and yeah. Also, the ending, like the ending action sequence where he's running through, uh, what is it like? Is it Indonesia or something like that? Where he's running on the, and then the he's like, right? Then, no, he's like running on like along a river, and then they meet up in like the hospital, like the really rundown hospital, and there's right. the shootout in there. That scene, that's that whole section rips. It's so good. That's true too. I love it so yeah. much. I love how she has to uh, to get the the thing out of his brain to stop yeah. the to fry the thing in his brain. She has to shock him. So good. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm rewatching this movie soon. Right. <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. it. All right. Now it's gonna it's gonna slowly get trickier and trickier. So five. Let's just tease it a little here. So contestants for five could be Mission Impossible Four. It could be Mission this latest Mission Impossible movie. It could be I don't know what's I think we might have different opinions here, TJ. What do you what, what would your five number or number five be? Hmm. I think I, I'm not saying this is official. I I really think it could be Mission Impossible Seven. That's what I was thinking too. Yep. I really think it could yeah. be. I really think it could be. Yes, yeah, so I, I was like, I, as sad as it sounds, I think that might be where it is. And we, I mean, to be clear, you just listened to us. We think it's a good movie. Oh, I I enjoyed the hell out of that movie. It's just I, I, we I talked about the issues that it has. Yeah, I and think it, it's, it's not as tight as some of the other ones. Even if it, even though it is a part one, it is. Um, it's just. Well, yeah. another thing too is is it could be interesting. Our opinions could very well change after seeing part two. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I was like, it's part one, so like 
that may be part of the reason why it's not as tight at the moment. Oh, but like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hopefully they can see that. Hopefully. I don't know. I still can't tell. I think they can, barely. Ah, yeah, probably. There you go. But, um, yeah, I'm excited to see how it all shakes out after. Yeah. Oh, whoops. Um, but, yeah. yeah. All right. Obviously, we've talked about that movie quite a bit this episode, so I don't think we need to... Oh, shit. This is... <laughs> now it's going to get hard. Oh. I think number four is Ghost Protocol, so four. As far as Mission Impossible 4 is concerned, I think it has the best stunt still, which is the Burj Khalifa mm-hmm. climb. Yeah. You you really, really feel like... I mean, you feel like you're there for a lot of the Tom Cruise stunts because they're obviously all real, but that one especially, yeah. I really felt like I was there with him. And oh, yeah. so I still think it's the best stunt of the franchise, but I like the pieces of the other three movies that we have left more. Yeah, I think... I think this movie is really tight, and I think it, it, it it's very. It, it, I think it is the first official movie to really reinvent the series, or like put it on the path that it is now. Um, I think Brad Bird does a good job directing it, even though he usually doesn't do live action. Um, and I think like it's it's a fun movie. I think my problems are it's like it's a very forgettable villain. Yes, I think that's that, a great that, point. That's probably my biggest gripe with the movie. Is it's it's the villain's really forgettable. I literally watched this movie less than two weeks ago, and I couldn't tell you much. about No, the I just remember Leah Seydoux who's a villain at one point. Yes, she is. That's true. Uh, I remember her more than the actual villain. <laughs> and I remember she gets kicked out a window. <laughs> that yes, she does. rips. <laughs> that was cool. That that, that was, whole sequence is really cool. They're I, yeah. They yeah. have they're again great fight sequences. Who knew? Yeah, and and I like the addition of Jeremy Renner in that movie. That's a great point, and I'm going to yeah. talk about him. When we talk about Rogue Nation too, yeah, I. Um... But why well, we know what TJ you brought up, so let's get into it. I, because Jeremy Renner's interesting addition to the franchise because he he rivals Tom Cruise in a lot of ways. He mm. kind of holds a similar place and can do similar things that Cruise can do as far as Acting. sort of like a leading agent Man. of the group. Yeah. Obviously, he doesn't do the crazy stunts like Cruise does, but he has that presence. He has that presence and. He butt heads. He, he his character butt butt he, butts head ugh. butts heads butts heads with uh, Ethan Hunt mm-hmm. more than any other character in the franchise ever did, and that's what I love about his character so much. Yeah, I, is is he? It, it to me it always seemed like oh it's you know Ving, no, nothing against nothing against Luther or anything, but it was always oh well it's. Let's all listen to Ethan Hunt. It's Ethan. Well, they do. The whole group does this, but it's all yeah. Ethan Hunt. It's Ethan Hunt's plan. It's yeah. He's right a hundred percent of the time. No one challenges him. Yeah, Luther is always there, but he's like he's always the side man. He's always like Tom. He's always like the number one supporter of um, of Ethan Hunt. And I'm mean, like, that's not a bad thing, but like, it, there's no like crazy depth to it. Yeah, he he actually challenges Cruz exactly, which is refreshing exactly um yeah i i really like jeremy renner i kind of i would be interested to see if they did like eventually bring him back or something like that because he kind of just disappears in these movies <laughs> i feel bad for him man he 
between Born Legacy and this, he yeah. basically was promised, "Hey, you're gonna you're big, basically you're... take over or be a big piece, a leading man, a leading man in these action franchises." And Two then of the biggest action franchises ever. And then he's just gone. <laughs> well, yeah, I think I think he had to quit Mission Impossible because he was shooting some other movie. I think Avengers. Yeah, I think it was a Marvel Endgame. movie for oh, Fallout. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, like they haven't like officially like said anything about him, so like he could totally just show up in part two of Dead Reckoning. Well, he was he was on the cast for Dead Reckoning Part One, like originally. Mm. They should bring him back. <laughs> I know. I'd be interested. He's again. He it's cool because he actually challenges Cruz. Yeah, and, and I think like he'd be he'd be a fun addition to bring back just in general because I think he has such a good presence on screen. Not Agreed. just like, in the sense that like he challenges Cruz, but like. The way he bounces off of everyone else as well, like the way he bounces off of uh, of uh, Simon Pegg and Ving Ramis, and uh, I think how he could bounce off of Haley Atwell and so like some of these yeah. other people, like I think would be very fun to see him finally make a return. Uh, that because like like I said, they haven't officially said anything about him. They haven't been like, oh, he was killed in the field, or oh, he retired, or something like that. Like they, I they straight up have not mentioned him. They've yeah. they mentioned the 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 person who rivals Alec Baldwin more in Fallout than Jeremy Renner. Mm-hmm. In the sense that they put a port, they put a picture of the person who challenged Alec Baldwin in the background of a scene in Dead Reckoning. Because uh, she's now the president. It's the black lady. I can't remember her name. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. They, they mention her more than uh, than Jeremy Renner, and it's not even a, there's, she's not even in a line of dialogue. That's true. Yeah, I, I guess the the last thing I'd say about Renner, and then obviously we should move on. Oh, yeah, yeah. is I would also just want to shout out that he is, as far as actors are concerned, he's one of the safest hands in Hollywood. There hasn't been a single role where I thought, you know, Renner isn't isn't ready for isn't isn't yeah. quite for this role there was mm-hmm. ne- i have never never in no. all the movies i've seen with him he's yeah he's always very capable he's, yeah he can I, he can act when he's doing a more dramatic thing he can hold his own in blockbuster films whether if he's more of a front man or a supporting character he's he can he can do it all in some ways uh and i just kind of wish that hollywood would do more with him in some yeah. ways yeah i feel like he gets forgotten about especially now Okay, let me write this down here. Now it's 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 just slowly getting harder and harder mm. and harder. And that is on the board, yeah. Mission Impossible 4. Okay. So, Next we one. have Mission Impossible Fallout, which is the 6th movie. We yeah. have the entry into the franchise, Mission Impossible, directed by Brian De Palma out of all people. And then we have Rogue Nation at uh, the fifth Mission Impossible movie. Mm-hmm. So TJ already, I, I don't think I've said this on the podcast. TJ knows what my number one would be. Mm-hmm. But we'll, we'll save that because yeah. we're at three here. So, and I don't know where TJ would put my favorite or what I think is the best. In my opinion, oh, I think three is Fallout. I'd have to agree. Okay. Wow, this is going well. This is going well so far. So I will say the reason I have... Six. Thank you. I can't write numbers. That's good enough. 
the reason I guess I can't speak and write at the same time. I, I, I have problems, I guess. The reason I put six here, and obviously TJ, you can say your reasons too, and put the first mission possible and Rogue Nation above it, mm. is it is it is it falters from some of the issues, a little bit of the issues that the seventh one does, which is the cast is getting bigger. And I don't mind it as much in Fallout. Oh, okay. I, I personally don't know. Yeah. I yeah. think I think the cast in terms of like being big, I think that is the perfect amount. Okay. Where it's like it has big names in it, but a lot of them don't really do anything. Like Alec Baldwin's in it. He's in the movie for like maybe, maybe five minutes. Yeah. That. Same with Vanessa Kirby. She's big. She's in it for five minutes. And I think like... I think all, all, all the big names are really balanced well. That's true. Yeah, I I, I don't think it's overstuffed. I think it okay. is in terms of staff or in, in, not staffing casting. I think it's the best, maybe the best balanced movie. Hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah, I would challenge that with the other movies to come, but I I, I can I can I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like. I don't know. I haven't seen a lot of these movies in a while. Yeah, no, for, for, I, that's the hard thing. Is like I'm like banking off of like three year memories for for like Mission Impossible Four, and I'm like probably actually longer for that. I, I, I would actually, you're, I would, I would agree, TJ. I think I would, I, I would retract that statement. I would, because I think you're right. Because they, because they're not, even though the cast has expanded, the 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 ones that do get into it aren't in it aren't in it as long as as long as the newer editions yeah. of this latest one. So I I I would I can retract my state. I'll retract, retract my statement there. Yeah, I it's a it's a it's a great movie. Yeah, I, you know what I will say about this one. The the final act gets a little weird from the standpoint of bringing Michelle Monaghan back into the fold. That is one issue I did have. Really? Because it was like... Uh, okay, yeah. Actually, it, I, I get where you're coming from. They moved... He moved on from her and the whole kind of franchise moved on from her. Yeah. So to bring her back after we've kind of already set up also bringing in someone like Rebecca Ferguson that kind of replaces that love relationship yeah. anyway. I, I feel like you... You didn't have to include her and that piece, which did take up a chunk of the finale, to yeah. make the finale tense. And I feel yeah. like that was just kind of a a yeah. speed bump. I didn't hate it. I I, I feel neutral about it. Okay. Or like it, it does add some sort of like, hey, we're, this is we're we're we are we have a, a, like acknowledged the fact that like the series has come a long way and it's this is a character from its past and like stuff like that. Um. I think that was an interesting idea, um, and, and and I think it does add like a nice like layer to the finale where it's like, oh, there's someone who's kind of helping out who doesn't know what the hell they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's not like she does that much in the finale. She kind of just sits, stands around with Luther. True. And she kind of just like, hey, I'm helping, right? Yeah. And Luther's like, no, not really. <laughs> yeah. In the grand scheme of things. Um, but like I, it's not. But at the same time, like you said, it's like they didn't have to do that. But no. it's yeah, it, it, it's it, a weird. Well, it's just, it just it to me it just comes out of left field. It does then, come out all of left sudden, field because all of a sudden they don't mention her at all through the movie. And the last two, well, they 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 show her at the end of Grace Protocol, but 
Um, yeah, but it's just they all the oh. Jesus I'm throwing things. You're so aggressive; it's scaring me. <laughs> Be careful! I'll throw this marker at you. Oh God! It because they introduce her. They don't introduce her actually at the village, right? They introduce her because John Walker shows shows a photo, or his name's Aug, or Henry Cavill's character. August. Oh, John Locke. John uh, John Locke, but I think his actual name's August something. I don't remember. Either way, Henry Cavill's character just randomly shows Tom Cruise's character a photo in that chase when because Cavill's in the elevator. Oh, and yeah, Cruise's do that. Cruise is hanging on, and he's just randomly like, "Don't come after me. I'm your. I'm the guardian of your ex-wife." Or whatever. I do remember. And he just that. shows her a fo- and he just shows him a photo, and you're and as an audience member, at least to me, I was like, "Wait, what?" Yeah. That's a thing now? Yeah, it, it, that does come out of left field where it's just kind of like, oh, I guess. Yeah. And I, and, I, and I get the thing that, like, at the end of four, where she, or at the end of three and four, where she, she's essentially, like, on the, just trying to be down low, and she he's trying to protect her from afar in, like, some ways. But, like, same time, like, you could have mentioned her one time in the movie, at least, where it was like, oh, I really hope my ex-wife is doing good. Yeah. And then that would have, I don't know, built a little more stake to it. But considering, yeah, there is no reference to her character's existence in the movie. I mean, we know she exists, but um, it, it is very, very much just like, oh, that's the thing. Why? Yeah. What? Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah. I gave it four out of five stars. I, th- I still think it's oh, a great movie. I think Fallout is, I think Fallout is probably the most, like, I think it's just a nice, simple action movie. I yeah. think it's it's very like you don't have to think too hard. No. It's so well put together. You're gonna enjoy yourself no matter what. Like the action's cool. It, uh, uh, it it's very straightforward. The story isn't too convoluted. You're gonna have a fun time. The group chemistry in Mission Impossible Six and Ro- and Rogue Nation, the fifth one premium stuff right there oh, that absolutely. is as good as it gets in the in the in all the in the all the movies in my in in my opinion oh yeah i think so yeah the um, way they're all working around each other and the dialogue between them it doesn't get better oh no it's that, that i think that is premium as of as of late yeah um is there anything else oh i we kind of talked about this already henry cavill fantastic great in the movie oh yeah he is he is a top three villain for me at least because See Hoffman, yeah, Sean Harris and him. Yeah, I'd say so. Or yeah, I think I think honestly, it's those three and then everyone else actually. Yeah, at least for like main villains, I'd say like yeah, um, yeah. John Voight's pretty good in the first one. He is, but I still think it's those three. Yeah, and the Halo jump is awesome. So cool. I wish they, I wish they didn't use CGI. Did they? Yeah, because the lightning, the thunder. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. That was I was, you're, you're bringing this authenticity to this Halo jump, and that's one thing that's really cool is when you're like is when you're specifically looking at the environment around him and realizing oh that's actually the Burj Khalifa that's actually yeah. whatever I can't I I yeah I don't even remember that to have the thunder and the lightning storm because remember that's what um knocks sort of Cavill off his oxygen and that's why. Oh uh, yeah, I I remember like he gets struck by lightning, but I didn't I I definitely didn't like retain that it's yeah. CGI. Um, well, I mean it couldn't. I mean they didn't want to actually halo jump in. Well, no, I mean like lightning. 
Well, I mean, like, I, I didn't, I, I, I mean, yeah, but, like, I didn't retain that, like, it was, like, um... That much CGI? Yes. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, like, they could have just used, like, something like, oh, like, lights or something like that to, like, get the basic idea of it. Yeah. So, to have that layer on it was a little unfortunate, but still, obviously, a ridiculously cool stunt. Yeah. I, and... The way it shot the, is so cool. The way it shot is so cool. How he had to have the cameraman three feet from him, Tom Cruise, as he was. Oh yeah, jumps out the plane backwards. Have, yeah. you, see, have you seen the video of how they filmed that? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. where the cameraman's back on his uh, going down. That's back first. so cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, really cool. There's there's a lot of things we could say about the movie, but we should probably yeah continue on. I think that's kind of the main stuff. I yeah. Okay, this yeah. is where it gets really hard. for Okay. Oh, I also will shout out the the way he gets his mission, which is, I believe it's the Odyssey book, and it flips open, and it's like a little film thing. That's cool. Yeah, it's cool. (sighs) I think I have my answer. Okay, hold on. I got to prepare myself for this. Okay. Um, Or if I want to say anything before we, you give me your answer. Okay. What's your what do you want to do? I think for my number two, it's probably Rogue Nation. Okay. Alright. So this is where we differ, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. So I think Rogue Nation is the best Mission Impossible movie. So we can do I don't like to argue with my buddy, but we'll do some light let's do some light why do you why do you why do you have that order? Okay. Give me some big points if you can. Or if they're only small stuff, then that works too. I just what differentiates them for you as far as making Mission Ball, the first one, better? I don't know. For me, it's just like, at least in my mind, I'm mm-hmm. like, the first Mission Impossible is just so good. I think there's like, there's this like uh, energy to it that's just like, it's so, it's a, I feel like it's such a crisp movie. It's, it's, that's a hair. That's really annoying me. <laughs> um, uh, and I, I love, like, the progression of the movie. I love, I love that it's, like, it's, it's, it, it, I don't even know. Mm-hmm. Shit, like. Well, the, the, what I will say is, what I really liked about the first one was it is a lot darker. It is. Than the other ones. Yeah. Because literally his whole team dies. Yeah. In the first. Not Emilio Estevez. Ten minutes. Yeah, and that is genuinely cool because mm. you the character you really you haven't been with the character long, but you really feel like he is on his last leg and yeah. is in desperation mode, and yeah, it, it it's a bold thing to do just immediately killing off the entire his entire team, and yeah. it and it immediately adds stakes to the yeah killing off like two or three a listers right off the bat yes. And then I think it has the best stunt. It still has the... Oh, wait. I actually... Never mind. I should... I said the best stunt with the Burj Khalifa. I need to correct myself. I still think the best stunt... Well, depends how you classify this, I guess. I was going to say, I think it's probably more sequence. Sequence. Yeah. The best sequence to me in any Mission Impossible movie is the when they break into the CIA. Yeah. Headquarters. I think for me, did. that is probably the, the, crowning, the crowning moment that I think probably puts it on top for me. Okay. Um... Yeah, I, I just love the opening. I love, um, I love breaking into the CIA. I love, um, like, I love the um, what's his name, John Renault. Yes, whatever his name yes. is. 
uh, as a villain. I think John Voight, he's not the best villain of the series, but I think he's very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that, like, I, I just like the Tom Cruise's presence in the movie. It's, I feel like it's a little different than some of the other ones. Um, I, 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 like I said, I, this is another one I haven't seen in a long, long time. Mm-hmm. I probably haven't seen the first Mission Impossible since I saw the fourth one. So probably since like 2019. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I, I think for me, it's just like nostalgia. I, uh, that's fair. I, 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 I mean, I can't remember the first time I absolutely watched Mission Impossible, but I watched it pretty young mm-hmm. like when I was like nine or something. And I, I remember that movie blew my little mind. And I was like, this movie rocks. And, um, I mean like that, that's something I haven't had with, I mean, Fallout was kind of this way where I was like, but Fallout was like a theater experience mm-hmm. where, um, I mean, I have this, like, I have this feeling that I get when I, when I watch Mission Impossible 1 that, like, not a lot of movie, other movies can replicate where it's just, like, just sitting on my couch just in front of a big TV watching Mission Impossible. I, I love it. So, if I can provide a counter-argument. I don't sir, care. Go for it. I think why... And I should say, I, I am definitely in the minority here. Because usually when we're talking about the best Mission Impossible movie, a lot of people boil it down to Fallout and the first one is what I see a lot. I always see Fallout. Really? Especially now. Everyone okay, and their well, mom loves well, Fallout. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I well, yeah. I, well, even, I think Letterbox score. well, actually, the I think the highest, no, so, as far as Letterbox scores, it's, I think it's now a tie between, wait, no, I think, I think it's a tie between Ted Reckoning and Fallout. I'll check. Okay, you check why. So, the reason why I would put Rogue Nation above the first one is right off the bat a couple of things the aesthetic of it i i think is better and the chemistry between all the care all the actors in rogue nation is better than the chemistry between all the actors in in the first one now it doesn't need it as much because it isn't quite the ensemble that rogue nation is but Mm -hmm. still what i mean by aesthetic i mean they have the whether it's the like the the technology aesthetic mm-hmm. or um i guess primarily that and the way they do the whole mission sequence if you should should you choose to accept it the the cinematography i mm-hmm. like more in i think is better in rogue nation yeah. than the first one and I guess that would be the main thing. The main things I like more. What what this one has. I guess it's what it's also like. It's also stuff that plot wise that this one's able to do that the first one isn't able to do. I'll say that as yeah. well. Well, yeah, that, I, the first one was I think very much more intended to be a one off than like the, the catalyst to this crazy yeah. action franchise. So because what I love about Rogue Nation is what I've kind of already is is the mixture of a personal plot with mm-hmm. um world with worldwide implicate or um worldwide what do I want to say here consequences yeah. and and um it feels yeah more, yeah I guess that's how I would say yeah. that because you get the personal touches with Isla Faust yeah. bingo and Ethan Hunt mm-hmm. their their chemistry and their dynamic throughout the film. 
and then obviously just the chemistry that the all the leads have with each other and the dialogue they have with each other and then but while still having that if we don't do this and we don't get this mission done the whole world could be screwed over because you have yeah. this syndicate that's running wild yeah i think that's why i definitely like it more and i think it's better I think overall it's a smoother movie because I do think there are a couple. Oh, yeah, in the I, first I, I, one. Actually, yeah, I. I'd say maybe even six is a smoother. Six is actually a smoother movie than. That's actually a good point. I'd say six is actually smoother than five. In my opinion. Yeah, that's actually probably true. I will, for the sake of still being friends. I'm just kidding. I'll. I will grant. I will grant you this one we'll put mission possible the first one first and we'll put rogue nation second i don't care you already put four at four go for it i don't care what what did you have it well when, i don't know i was you like, not have, i was know? neutral for that one so i was just like oh. you're, you're already spear you're spearheading this already no no okay real quick letterboxd has a two at, at the bottom with a two six uh three has a three three one has a three six um, Rogue Nation has a three seven. Same with Ghost Protocol. Okay. Uh, Dead Reckoning has a three nine. Same with Fallout. Okay. But uh, average, it goes. Uh, that's the way it goes. To me, TJ, they're so close. For me yeah. personally, five and the first one are so close. I'm fine with them going either way. Oh yeah. But I just wanted to explain why I thought the why you're wrong, TJ. Just kidding. Oh. But you are wrong. I'm just kidding. But you are wrong. Anyway, Sir Anthony Hopkins. Here's our list. Hopefully, you guys can see that again. The this camera screen's so far away, I can't tell. But hopefully, you can see that there are our rankings for the Mission Impossible movies. Mm. We are patiently waiting for Dead Reckoning Part Two. We have no idea when it's going to come out. No. It says it's slated for June. Considering the writers and actors strikes, I highly doubt that. And also, when you add on to the fact that Tom Cruise is, and Christopher McQuarrie might do part of it in space. I doubt it, but oh yeah. I it's, luckily it's, it's just like Spider-Verse where it's like who who knows at this point. Yeah. Luckily we we are patient people here at the Manic Movie Misfits podcast, mm-hmm. so we can wait. And the wait will just make it even sweeter when it when it does come. Yeah. With that being said, TJ I mean you're excited for Dead Reckoning Part 2. I'm excited oh, to Dead Reckoning Part 2. I will be honest. If people want to uh, take me out in the comments for saying this, so be it. I think Isla Faust should come back. Just saying. they. It's not like they haven't done stuff similar before in the franchise. They actually have. They've done similar things where you think characters are dead and they have come back. Yeah. Specifically John Voight. But that was, I mean, that was... Actually, yeah, John Voight. That did happen. Yeah. Now, he, of course, planned the whole thing. His character did. But still, nonetheless. Well, actually, but... Here's okay. This is <laughs> huh? this is my coping mechanism. Okay, guys, just oh, so Jesus. you know, I, I was telling TJ about this. Okay, this is my coping mechanism for trying to come to terms, but also not coming to terms with is Lafaust's death. I think that they planned this whole thing because here's the thing, right? There was the whole destiny stuff where mm-hmm. one of the two had to die. And obviously, Ethan Hunt knew this. Yeah. So he's so he thought, okay, we should fake 
is LaFaust's character's death, so they don't have to worry about her. And then she comes back in Dead Reckoning Part 2. You're in denial. <laughs> I'm serious. It could actually happen. I'm just saying. This is a saying. fictional character. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, okay? You know... We'll, we'll, we'll end this here before I uh, break down. But yeah. anyway, we hope you enjoyed this actually decent, actually nice, lengthy, lengthy episode. We appreciate you spending the time with us. Yeah. Uh, next episode, we don't know. It's, it probably will be Oppenheimer, probably. We'll talk about Oppenheimer. Barbenheimer. Barbenheimer, yes. We are going to do... We might as well do both in one episode because yeah. we want... Just so we can call the episode Barbenheimer. Yeah. Just because. So yeah. look forward to that. And th- again, thank you for listening or watching. And yeah. we'll catch you on the next episode of the Manic Movie Misfits podcast. Po- podcast. Peace. Toodaloo. Toodaloo.